Hi babes, it's me, your friendly neighborhood witch doctor. It's been a month and a year since I last met with y'all on February 28th, 2021 with A is for asthma. Yeah, I know, I didn't get very far in the alphabet, did I? But I swear, it's been a crazy year and I have a good reason. Let me get y'all quickly up to speed, okay? March 21st, 2021, I celebrated my 35th birthday, which I knew would be amazingly huge. It was my fifth cycle. Oh, oh yeah. According to Chinese medicine, women have seven-year cycles and men have eight-year cycles. So let's get into that later on in a different episode. For now, back to my 35th birthday. The universe decided to give me something amazing. A beautiful baby boy. My entire pregnancy was blissfully nausea-free, but I had chronic bleeding from a subchorionic hematoma to a polyp. So from like weeks 15 to 30, I was bleeding on and off and had a lot of anxiety surrounding my pregnancy. But thankfully, on November 5th, the little guy decided to make a fully dramatic entrance. And I'll tell you about that in my pregnancy episode. But yeah, that's the reason why the witch doctor wasn't meeting with y'all. Okay, I told you it was good, right? But now, I'm back, baby. Today is Sunday, March 27th, two weeks from the dreaded daylight savings time. Did anybody else lose sleep? Uh, anybody feel cheated? Um, I do, especially with a four and a half month old. God, sleep was already non-existent. So now, today's episode is dedicated to, drumroll please, insomnia. Insomnia is the most common sleep disorder in the U.S., affecting nearly 40 million Americans annually. It's good to know that I'm not alone because I have always been an insomniac. You know, the kind that couldn't fall asleep. As with all of my podcasts, I like to start with the Western medicine breakdown and then move into the Eastern medicine breakdown, and then tying it together with an integrative approach. So from a Western standpoint, what is insomnia? The Mayo Clinic says insomnia is a common sleep disorder that can make it hard to fall asleep, hard to stay asleep, or cause you to wake up too early and not be able to get back to sleep. You may still feel tired when you wake up. Sleep varies from person to person, but most adults need seven to eight hours a night. At some point, many adults experience short-term or acute insomnia, which lasts for days or weeks. It's usually the result of stress or a traumatic event. But some people have long-term or chronic insomnia that lasts for a month or more. Insomnia may be the primary problem, or it may be associated with other medical conditions or medications. We all talk about insomnia, but what are some of the symptoms? Difficulty falling asleep at night, waking up during the night, waking up too early, not feeling well rested after a night's sleep, daytime tiredness or sleepiness, irritability, depression, or anxiety, difficulty paying attention, focusing on tasks or remembering, increased errors or accidents, and ongoing worries about sleep. Okay, quick note. If insomnia makes it hard for you to function during the day, please see your doctor to identify the cause of your sleep problem and how it can be treated.
It's very important. As I always say, if you're eating and sleeping right, we can fix anything. So sleep is super important. What are some of the common causes of insomnia? Stress. Stress about work, school, health, finance, family, relationships, etc., etc. They definitely keep your mind active at night, making it difficult to sleep. Stressful life events or trauma like death or illness of a loved one, divorce, or a job loss, they also lead to insomnia. Another cause is travel or work schedule. Your circadian rhythms act as an internal clock, guiding such things as your sleep-wake cycle, metabolism, and body temperature. Disrupting your body's circadian rhythms can lead to insomnia. Causes include jet lag from traveling across multiple time zones, working a late or early shift, or frequently changing shifts. Another common cause is poor sleep habits. Irregular bedtime schedule, naps, stimulating activities before bed, an uncomfortable sleep environment, uh, using your bed for work, eating or watching TV, and anything with a screen like computers, TVs, video games, smartphones, they also interfere with your sleep cycle. And another really weird cause is eating too much late in the evening. Having a light snack before bedtime is okay, but eating too much may cause you to physically feel uncomfortable while lying down. You could also experience heartburn, which really is a nasty backflow of acid and food from the stomach into the esophagus after eating, which definitely doesn't help in sleeping. Chronic insomnia may also be associated with medical conditions or the use of certain drugs. Uh, A lot of mental health disorders have uh, insomnia accompanying them. Anxiety, PTSD, depression, so on and so forth. Now, a lot of my previous episodes are deep dives into specific anxiety or uh, depression or any really mental health disorders. So check those out if they are appealing to you or if you find them to be beneficial for you or for somebody you know. Medications. Uh, Prescription drugs can interfere with sleep, such as certain antidepressants and medications for asthma or blood pressure. A lot of OTC medications are over-the-counter, like pain meds, allergy and cold, and especially weight loss products, contain caffeine and other stimulants that can disrupt sleep. Medical conditions can be linked with insomnia, like chronic pain, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, asthma, overactive thyroid, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, just to name a few. Sleep apnea and restless leg syndromes are sleep-related disorders that could also keep you from falling asleep. And of course, caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol. And we all know that those are really, really bad detrimental to getting a good night's sleep. Insomnia becomes more common with age. Mm, Surprise, surprise, right? Yet another thing to not look forward to as you get older. As you get older, you may experience changes in sleep patterns, changes in activity, changes in health, and the more medications, the more chances of insomnia because they are associated. Nearly everyone has an occasional sleepless night, but what increases your risk of insomnia? One, you're a woman. Fucking fantastic. Yet another thing women have to look forward to, right? Hormonal shifts during the menstrual cycle, menopause, 
like night sweats, hot flashes. They'll definitely keep you up. And also, insomnia is super common in pregnancy. Really sucks. Take it from me. Two, you're over the age of 60. Because of changes in sleep patterns and health, insomnia also increases with age. Three, you have a mental health disorder or physical health condition. Four, you're under a lot of stress. And five, you don't have a regular schedule. Depending on your situation, the diagnosis of insomnia and the search may include a physical exam, a review of your sleep habits, or they might be referring you into a sleep study. Changing your sleep habits and addressing any issues that may be associated with insomnia, such as stress, medical conditions, or medications can restore restful sleep for a lot of people. Sometimes they don't work. So what can you do if none of these uh, new habits don't help? There's something called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, or CBTI. Typically, CBTI is equally or more effective than sleep medications, and they teach you to recognize and change beliefs that affect your ability to sleep. It can help you control or eliminate negative thoughts and worries that keep you awake. It may also involve eliminating the cycle that can develop where you worry so much about getting to sleep that you can't fall asleep. Some strategies of CBTI are stimulus control therapy, relaxation techniques, sleep restriction, uh, remaining passively awake, and light therapy. These you can definitely talk to a therapist or your primary care doctor and they will set you up with somebody, a sleep specialist or even a therapist to, to work you through these uh, and, and get you on a better road. Of course, you have your prescription medications and you have over-the-counter sleep aids. A lot of lifestyle and home remedies are recommended like sticking to a sleep schedule or staying active, avoiding or limiting naps, avoiding large meals. These are recommendations that are definitely easier said than done. And of course, who hasn't tried these things? They just don't work, right? Acupuncture. Acupuncture, acupuncture, acupuncture. Tai Chi, Qigong, and meditation. Those are the best ways to really control and, and prevent and get ahead of insomnia. I cannot stress enough how much herbs and acupuncture has done wonders for my sleeping. Uh, perfect segue, right? After the Western portion into the favorite part or what my specialty is, is Eastern medicine or traditional Chinese medicine. We look at things a little bit differently. Western medicine, as you just heard, really starts off in a broad umbrella and encompasses pretty much A to Z without really telling you anything in between, right? That's why Eastern medicine has been amazing for all of the issues that we've gone into in previous episodes, but specifically for insomnia. TCM, which is traditional Chinese medicine, treats symptoms holistically and together. Records of insomnia as an affliction to be treated with acupuncture and herbs go back well over 2,000 years. We look at your tongue, your skin, 
and pulse to really diagnose what organ is affected, creating this imbalance. Eastern medicine theory incorporates concepts for bodily processes that relate to the elements, fire, wind, damp, and cold. Qi, which is a life force energy that flows through the body, carrying vitality, needs support and nourishment, or it can become depleted. Yin and Yang Qi balance each other. And TCM classifies insomnia by patterns of symptoms that indicate which energies and elements are too abundant or too scarce. There are top three um, causes of insomnia according to traditional Chinese medicine. Now again, each person's sleep experience and pattern of symptoms is unique. And if you find a, a practitioner close to you that is you know, well-versed and experienced in insomnia, they'll ask you a bunch of different questions about your scheduling, your habits, health history, to get a sense of exactly what you are going through in this moment. But let's start with the top three. One, deficiency of heart and spleen. Often seen in older people, it's easy to fall asleep, but then dreams cause disturbance, and once awakened, it is so hard to get back to sleep. During the daytime, you may feel dizzy, low energy, absent-minded or fatigued. Pale complexion and tongue and a weak pulse are really good indicators. In these cases, the spleen, which acts as a major producer of nutrients within the body, has become overworked and is not nourishing the heart enough. In turn, the heart which normally houses the Shen. Now your Shen is spirit, cannot contain. So your spirit or your Shen wanders, causing forgetfulness and restlessness. In most of these cases, the TCM doctor will work with acupuncture points and herbs to strengthen your spleen and heart and promote an increase in nutrient-rich blood and chi. The second top cause is hyperactivity of fire due to yin deficiency. This is uh, what I see a lot in my practice. Um, this presentation involves difficulty falling asleep, a sense of having been, quote unquote, up all night. Patients with this pattern may also experience night sweats, hot sensations in their hands, feet, and chest, palpitations, ringing in the ears, and dry mouth. In this case, exhaustion of the kidneys affects the nourishment of the brain, causing the symptoms in the head and sense organs. Kidney weakness also gives fire to more fire energy in the heart and liver. We use acupuncture in Eastern medicine to cool the fire and strengthen the yin energy. And lastly, liver chi stagnation transforming into fire. This is what I have uh, the biggest issue with and is also what I notice most commonly. This is probably my number one in my practice. It's difficulty falling asleep, excessive dreaming. Usually those dreams will be crazy, lucid, bloody, or violent. And it's accompanied by impatience and irritability, headache, red face, constipation, heavy feeling in the chest, frequent sighing, thirst. Uh, sometimes I, I like to ask my patients, how do you dream? How do you sleep? Or do you feel hot? Do you feel like your body's like on a slow burning fire and kind of simmering? And usually the answers will be yes. And that is liver chi stagnation. 
There are so many other types of insomnia classified by Eastern medicine. So aside from these three, definitely, definitely find somebody that is well-versed and again, experienced for it. There's a couple different things that I like to talk about. Um, the yin and yang chi imbalance is one of the biggest things that I find. People don't understand that there are five organ systems that we look at in traditional Chinese medicine. If any of these start to get affected, you'll definitely notice that that becomes an issue. The history of sleep in TCM is pretty exciting. It's also one of the things that I've researched a long time for, and I find that it's very simple once you understand it, right? Sleep is a part of the interplay of yin and yang. Yang energy is dominant when we are awake and active, and yin energy rules sleep. So in a nutshell, night is yin, daylight is yang. This is all in keeping with the holistic universal nature in the theory of traditional Chinese medicine. Our bodies are designed to work with the movements of the earth, sun, and moon. When a person experiences insomnia, either hard to fall asleep or wake up often and then difficulty falling back asleep, there is a lack of balance, which means your body is out of sync with its environment. The yang energy is taking over or not interplaying with the yin inappropriately. In TCM terminology, as we mentioned, the Shen is your spirit. The Shen is energy which controls our mental activities and thought. During sleep, the Shen hides in the organs, predominantly in the heart and the liver, resting, so that it can function with sharpness during our waking hours. Insomnia in Eastern medicine is viewed often as a problem of the heart system or the liver system. If one of these major organs is unable to house your spirit or the Shen, the Shen will wander restlessly, causing sleeplessness. Protective Qi cycles through the body continuously, but it follows different paths along the meridians at different times of the day and night. During the day, protective Qi, which fights off pathogens, moves through the Yang meridians, and during the night, it flows through the Yin meridians. If you find yourself waking up at a particular hour in the middle of the night every night, or you feel sluggish at a particular time in the day, it's most likely related to some deficiency of qi in that area. As I mentioned, liver qi stagnation causing liver fire is one of the biggest issues causes that I see. Between the hours of 1 and 3 a.m., the liver meridian is actively supplying qi to the liver system so that it can clean toxins from the blood. Then, between 3 and 5 a.m., the freshly cleaned blood and energy is being delivered to the organ systems. It is especially important to be sleeping soundly during this time. The liver does all of the heavy lifting of cleaning and detoxifying the blood, and therefore the entire body. If the liver is shorted of its full rest and rejuvenation, we're going to be really sick and honestly tired. Sleeplessness may be the central problem for some people, but for others, it's just a part of the bigger picture. Many people have gone so long without restful sleep that they've become used to it and just consider it their new norm, which it's not. Waking easily, having trouble falling back asleep, again, is a deficiency of the heart yin. Um, having trouble falling asleep is an excess condition of your liver and gallbladder, which are like husband and wife. 
Nightmares may indicate a gallbladder meridian problem, while repetitive, literal dreams like about work might indicate a heart-spleen problem. Again, as I mentioned, depression, menopause, fibromyalgia, um, anxiety, PTSD, all have negative effects on sleep. And also, right now the season is kind of shitty for good sleep. We're in between winter and spring, which we're getting bouts of warm, we're getting bouts of cold, and it's going back and forth. During the wintertime, it's really hard. Uh, and now as your body's trying to rejuvenate and wake up with the seasons, it's hard because we're bouncing back and forth, especially here in the state of New York, right? Recently, I went down to visit my parents in Atlanta and it was like 77 degrees. And I back to New York where it's like 35 and cold and dreary. My body's taking a really big hit and sleeping is a really big problem. So we need to prioritize really our sleep how well we sleep, and how much we sleep. We need to really focus on that and be able to say, hey, I need to take a time out and be able to catch up on it. And it's definitely okay. And instead of me just get telling you different recommendations of, yeah, you should avoid sleeping during the day or this, that, and the other, I'm going to give you four lifestyle habits that can help relieve insomnia. Soaking your feet in warm water for about 20 minutes before bedtime really helps. Now, if you have um, like chamomile, that's really great. Rosebuds, those are really great as well. Uh, you can add that into your foot bath and just soak for a little bit. Uh, two, breathing exercises or meditation. Three, listening to soothing music. Now, I will recommend the ones without lyrics and probably more of a piano. And lastly, avoid using electronic devices at least half an hour before bedtime. These are really simple things you can do to help relieve insomnia. And if you head to my TikTok, which is AccuWitchDoctor, I have a TikTok up with reels for um, points that you can do to acupressure to lower the heat, put out the fire, cool the yin, and help to sleep and also get circulation of chi um, to, to uh, do at home. This might sound like a totally shameless plug for acupuncture, but find an acupuncture practitioner in your area that is experienced in sleep because a lot of times different illnesses, different symptoms stem from sleep and or sleep is affected because of other illnesses. It's like chicken or the egg. Are you not sleeping because there's something wrong or is something wrong because you're not sleeping? Either way, correcting your sleep is going to make sure you save that health bank, right? Being able to sleep better, that's when your body repairs itself. And that's really when you want to focus the most of your energy. So again, there's different things that we can do. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to go over two different meditation techniques that I like to use with you before we end out this episode. One is called the waterfall meditation. In the waterfall meditation, close your eyes. Imagine yourself at the base of a waterfall. As you breathe in and you breathe out, picture the water gently raining down on you, trickling down each 
sprout until the tension inside you releases, allowing your entire body to enter a peaceful and relaxed state. Just breathe, breathe in, and breathe out, and allow that waterfall to slowly fall on you and cleanse out that tension. The second one is called the oneness meditation. Just as in the waterfall exercise, picture yourself standing beneath a waterfall. This time, instead of relaxing parts of your body one section at a time, allow your body to entirely relax simultaneously. Let the image of the water wash away any stress or anxiety that burdens you. In the oneness meditation, you're standing under a rushing waterfall with just enough water pressure to really melt that stress away at one time. Take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, allow that water to rush all of that stress and anxiety that's burdening you away with it. Again, I cannot stress how important sleep is. Not just any sleep, but good sleep. Guys, I fucking missed you. And I fucking miss sleep. I love my kid. But I really love sleep too. And now that I'm not getting enough of it, it sucks. As always, you're more than welcome to reach out to me on Instagram at dr.michellehan. Or you can send me an email. It's michelle at drmichellehan.com. And also, you can check out TikTok for different uh, points and quick, easy acupressure lifestyle changes that you can make. Just keep in touch. And I love hearing from every one of you. I'm really excited. I know uh, one of the friends now that I've met through this podcast has a set of beautiful twins, and I'm sure uh, they're not getting probably more sleep than I am. So good luck to you. And thank you so much for listening and joining in. And I can't wait to see you guys for the next episode. I promise it will not be in 13 months. Until then, stay safe, get some sleep, and I'll see you later. Witch Doctor out.